Hi, this is Jerry Conway. Tom DeFalco. Ron Friends. Paul Jenkins. J.M.D. Mateus. Rob Rodriguez. Jim Salakrep. Danny Fingeroth. And you're listening to Amazing Spider Talk. Welcome to the Amazing Spider Talk. My name is Dan Gavazdan, and I am the editor of SuperiorSpiderTalk.com. And I'm Mark Ginocchio, the editor of the Chasing Amazing blog. Thanks for joining us for the seventh episode of Amazing Spider Talk. We hope you enjoy this podcast and that it provides an intelligent conversation between two fans and collectors as we hope to look at the Spider-Man comic universe in a bit of a bigger picture. And for this episode, we'll be discussing Amazing Spider-Man number 7 by Dan Slott and Giuseppe Comancoli. Then we'll answer some fan mail, give away some prizes, talk about a lot of spider news that came out of New York Comic Con, and then discuss some updates to Dan and my quest to collect every issue of Amazing Spider-Man. Ooh, big updates, right, Dan? Some, yeah, some real big updates. Remember, if you hear this sound, please check out your iOS device for a link to an article, video, or image to enhance your listening experience. And with New York Comic Con happening last year, we're going to have a lot of things for you to check out. So let's dive right into it, Mark, and talk about Amazing Spider-Man number seven. Dan, Amazing Spider-Man number seven. Uh, this is the the first issue we've received since the uh, the conclusion of the first full arc on the rebooted series. Um, I don't think either of us were a huge fan with how things ended in that first arc uh, with Peter and Electro and Black Cat and Silk and Anna Marie and Skipper and Gilligan and Marianne and everybody. Uh, so, um, and we're starting this one off with a team up. With uh, with the new Miss Marvel, which uh, by the way I think is a really awesome series, and would totally recommend that for people. I I would uh, too. I, I think that book is like soul wise the closest to what Spider Man like was when it started. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but um, so I guess the big question was going to be was you know for for kind of a cool off issue was 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 Dan Slott and company going to kind of earn our trust back uh, after that first arc, and I mean. You know, I thought this was a step in the right direction. I, there were still some problems uh, with things that, you know, lingering concerns for me in terms of the amount of attention paid towards Peter and just some characterization quirks that, that Slot seems to kind of insist upon that are bothering me. But it was better. I don't want to make it sound like it wasn't. Um, but um, what, what, what were some of your big takeaways from this one, Dan? 
Well, I feel like, you know, this issue, we start off with this conversation between Peter and Anna. And once we get rid of Cindy, it almost feels like the book is able to go back to the conversation that was started in issue two of of this series, where Anna and Peter are discussing, I guess, the after effects of the superior area era and and Peter's many new responsibilities. And I like that we got back to talking about that again, even if it was just minimal it was nice to see it, you know, hearkened on again. And I think, I don't know, Mark, do you, do you feel the same way? No, I do, I do. And, I mean, just to kind of, you know, before we dive into Anna Maria, just just kind of echo, I, f- I feel that getting Silk out of the equation here really uh, was probably the greatest thing that came out of this comic. And I'm not, this is not me coming from the angle of, oh, I hate this Silk character. No, I mean, I, I, I think there's potential still with this character. But um, it, it was just, you know, I feel that she was just kind of really dragging things down, kind of stealing too much spotlight from Spider-Man in his own book. Um, and, and, and quite frankly, the, the whole romance or, you know, the uncontrollable urges angle was getting a little, little weird for me. I mean, you know, there's only so much uncontrollable making out where, you know, you're kind of like, huh, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was kind of glad that, that they separated the two of them, even if it's just a brief reprieve, cause I'm sure she'll be back for Spider-Verse. But, um, as for that conversation, you know, it it, it was a I feel really interesting, but also kind of backhanded. Um, I one of my biggest issues is you know I think Anna Maria made some really valid points to to Peter about the whole thing about responsibility and all responsibility, um, but there still seems to be this like I don't even I don't even say it's glossing over; it's just completely ignoring what Doctor Octopus did to Peter. Um, for the superior era. I mean, you know, let's let's not mince words. He murdered Peter, right? Correct. I mean, like this is this is not in question, right? No, not at all. And I feel like no one has really addressed that since Peter's return. Like, like Peter is not talking about it. Anna Maria is like, you know, she's referring to him as like my Peter. And like you know, not taking into account like holy sh- holy crap, the the you know the guy that I was dating who you know you know he he took over this nefarious plot and tried to kill this guy. You know, like it, it, it's it's that that bothers me. I think somebody has to talk about this at some point. I think this is like I feel like this is like history being rewritten because you know the Dan Slott and Marvel hit upon a, something with with Superior Spider Man probably that was more popular than they ever imagined. And, you know, there's that there was that whole meme of, oh, when 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 they were bringing Peter back, oh, don't get rid of Otto. And it's like, you know, just because this character hit with people doesn't mean it doesn't change the history of what the character did. You know, like and, and this wouldn't be the first time that a comic book character, you know, They've ignored the flaws. I mean, Lord knows we've seen that with Venom over the years. <laughs> but I mean, it's. I, I, I just. It, I feel like I, the, you know, when you talk about the fallout from the Superior Era and what we learned and stuff and the reaction, I still want to see like Peter be like, "Hey, man, I was dead." You know what I mean? And and I was murdered by somebody, and and you know I had to fight to get this back. And, I, at and least I, he acknowledges here that, like, despite Otto's superior tactics the goblin nation event occurred and you know there there's a fine line to be tread in between the two of their tactics i think yeah and i'm hoping that this is just the beginning conversation of 
of uh, Peter maybe maturing a little bit. Yeah. Maybe I back mean, to the way he used to be. Yeah, that's the thing. He's maturing back. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, I mean, like, and we've talked about this. We talked about this during the superior era, superior era. I mean, the whole, like, no one dies mantra, I think, was just kind of like the the epitome of silliness from Spider-Man, you know? Like, it's like, it, that's just, that's not, that's never been what this character has striven to achieve. I mean, it's it's about responsibility, not, not you know, shepherding the world from from death and violence. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so... Um, so, you know, kind of Anna Maria calling him out on that, not in those words exactly, but, you know, I, I feel that was kind of part of her message. Like, that made sense. On the flip side of it, you know, there is a kind of weirdness to the fact that, you know, you have one character talking to Peter about, you know, not essentially not sweating the small stuff and letting the the, the authorities handle um, the little things when this is a character who, you know... You know his entire his entire basis of being a superhero is based on the fact that he ignored a little thing and left it to the cops, and the, the person killed his uncle Ben. So yeah, but I I don't I think the lesson to take away from that one isn't like you know oh if you just leave it alone the cops will deal with it. It's that he had the ability to stop it and chose not to. Right. No, you're right. That is a definite distinction here. I mean, you know, I'm. I, 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 I it's mean, a I guess, fine line, but I I don't think the point was that the cops are inept. It's that Peter was you know he didn't even have to do anything and he could have stopped it. You know what I mean? Right, right. I mean you know I mean she's basically making the point you know him trying to be in eight places at once is impossible. So prioritize prioritize your responsibilities. Right. Well, not I mean, only that, but it's also just as egotistical as as Otto's behavior, thinking right. that like he's the only person that can save everyone. Yeah, which is yeah. a good point. It was a good point. I, I mean, you're right. Like I said, there there were some kernels of intrigue from that conversation. I think we're on I, the same lines here, though. It's a good start, but it's not everything we want. It's not everything I want, and 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 I guess the concern is I have yet to see an indication that they're going to go to where we want them to go. You know yeah, what I mean, like I mean, we've that, seen that, we've seen those solicitations of Peter and Otto coming face to face during Spider Verse, so maybe that's when we'll get it. You know. Yeah, um, we'll see. I mean, it's it's, but I, I just feel like it's the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room. I mean, you know, like, and and you know, I, I I get that there's probably some stuff going on with Anna Maria, and maybe she doesn't want, maybe she's in denial about some things. But like, you know, like, I still feel that there's like this this penchant to put Otto not on a pedestal, but to kind of romanticize the character a bit because, you know, between the way the character was written on the way out at the end of Superior versus some of the mentions he's been getting here. Um, Whereas, I mean, I think part of why we loved those two Edge of Spider-Verse preludes was it was just Otto being Otto again. There wasn't this, like, you know... He's a hero, but he's not. You know what I mean? Like it's it's he was just being his arrogant self, but trying to do good, but in his own arrogant, hubris-filled way. And that's that was a great character, you know. Not yeah. not this like I want to be a hero and I want to be better than what I you know I, I need you know I need to be good for you, Anna Maria, or whatever whatever the heck it was. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's weird reading Peter written this way has really kind of like tempered my excitement about picking up the book overall. Um, Like, a character that can't learn 
or refuses to learn or acknowledge situations that he's been put through, it almost makes it dispensable. And I, I hate to say that about this series, um, but I find myself not as excited, I mean, as I was during Superior. And look, Superior is like, it was a great idea and a great concept and maybe the riskiest they've played with the character in quite a while. So, of course, that's going to be more exciting. But I should be excited more than this to Peter's back because I want my character to change and grow. And I, yeah. I really feel like it's tempered my excitement about the series. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 almost as if Marvel doesn't want to go new places with the character. I mean, you know, I think, you know, I don't think I'm too tangential, but I think we both as a whole enjoyed the Edge of Spider-Verse miniseries. And I know at least for me, it was because we were getting new spins on characters, you know, even, even, I mean, even issues that were weaker than the others, I think generally I liked most of the comics in that series, you know? And I think it was because it was like, you know, people were trying out new things. We were going to new places, you know, it wasn't just, the same old, you know, same as it ever was, same as it ever was. And that's kind of what Spider-Man has been since April. You know, it's it's yeah. it's been a lot of, you know, rinse and repeat, you know? So I don't know what Peter's goals are. Like what no. does this character desire? Yeah. I don't And you know, and I and and you know, the supporting cast has been different in, in these books so far. I mean, you know, I feel like at some point we need to get back to Aunt May, we need to get back to Mary Jane and and, and you know, like I'm not I'm not advocating them to overstuff these books more because yeah. I think that's been a problem. Um I wanna even, see Peter go on a date. Yeah. And not 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 a not a mystically fueled makeout session date, like a date date. But even just like going to the restaurant with Mary Jane, which we saw before, you know, the superior area era and talking about like what it means to be a superhero. That's like that would excite me. Uh, and I I don't know. Anyway, I think people have heard us wax on about this stuff for quite a while over the past several episodes. Right, right, right. So so I was so what did you think about how they brought in Miss Marvel here? I thought it was, you know, they did a wonderful job of introducing us to the world of Miss Marvel without really like belaboring the point of explaining all the details about her life. You get kind of a little sample of everything, and it might not be spelled out, but it might be enough to intrigue you to check her out. Yes, um, definitely. Um, I, and I, I did enjoy the little bit of meta commentary on uh, the the. All of the Peter Carroll Danvers uh, worshippers. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. Um, I, I I I did enjoy that. Um, no, I, I I thought it was great. I mean, my I I think if I had a criticism, and this is not even a criticism, I I, I guess it's a criticism in context of. Um, when you consider the source of where this is coming from, but I mean, like this, the storyline and, and kind of where it started and where it ended, and what, what I'm assuming we're going to get in the next issue, it really kind of reminded me of the old school Marvel team up issues, uh, where it was like, you know, Spider Man was, you know, he was the common denominator in that series, but like, you know, like the book would kind of leave him for a bit and 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 focus on who he was going to be teaming up with and kind of identifying they would usually use the book to kind of promote a newer character or maybe a character whose sales were, were, were struggling. Now, I know I said in my post that Miss um, Marvel hard copy sales haven't been great, but digitally she's off the charts. So I don't think it's a sales issue, but they obviously want to make sure that, you know, broaden the audience for this character. And it is a great character. So that's a good idea. Um, but, you know, 
doing that in a Marvel team up book is cool because it's a team up book. It's a B series, you know, and I just wonder, you know, doing this in amazing Spider-Man, the, 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 the flagship series, the only series right now where we can find Peter Parker every month. Um, I mean, is that, you know, is, is that the time, the place to do a story like this? Yeah, I don't know. Um, we got a little bit of Peter's life, and that was fine for me. But you're right. I mean, it would be nice to get more Peter. But we're about to get, like, ten books coming out a month or whatever for Spider-Verse. So I'm okay with a little bit of a reprieve. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 you're not off base. I'm just saying, like, it was just kind of, you know, it, I think in isolation it wouldn't have bothered me. But when you when you take it in the context of, you know, we were t- – one of their criticisms of the last few issues has been like how Peter has been a bystander in his own book. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of would like to see that trend end and we might see it end, as you mentioned with Spider-Verse. But um, the fact that, you know, we, we, we come out of the storyline where he's like third string and, 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 you know, immediately it's a team up book where, you know, we're making sure that our audiences learn who the new Miss Marvel is. Um, you know, a little strange. I totally hear you. I totally yeah. hear you. Yeah. Um, that being said, I loved seeing the team up between the two of them because, you know, anything with Miss Marvel I'm going to love. It's a great book. And uh, and I think a lot of what my enjoyment in this issue came down to was seeing Common Coley's art of this yeah. team up. I mean, this guy has opened himself up visually in a way that I never thought he would. And, uh, and I'm really glad to see him just evolving so strongly. Um, so yeah. that was a real standout to me. Yeah, his his artwork is just such a pleasure right now. It's a joy. I mean, like, it, it, he, he really has grown tremendously from, you know, his initial stint on Amazing and even, you know, the first half of, of Superior. I mean, it's, like, it's almost like seeing a whole new artist now. There were pages where I was trying to make out, like, I'm like, what, did Ramos fill in here? Or... Uh, you know, and, and then I know this is definitely common Coley, but the level of detail has really jumped up, and his how he plays with the layouts is so much better. He's kind of moved away from his strictly vertical layouts. That he did a one page of it here, but uh, I just thought that he his playfulness elevated this above what it would have been as just a normal team up issue. So. That was fun. And then we get this kind of weird um, uh, like uh, henchman character that claims to have uh, fought Spider-Man in the past. Do you have any thoughts on that, Mark? You know, I know other people have talked about this too, but I, I, I don't know quite what to make of this yet. What are you thinking, Dan? Are, are, you, are you in the camp that thinks that it could possibly be Clash? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope it's not Clash because I was kind of <laughs> done with Clash. I, I'm kind of done with Clash the way I'm done with Alpha. Um, maybe it's Alpha. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I did think it was interesting that the character had like one eyeglass whereas all the other henchmen had two. Yeah, it, but I it, it strained my my mind to think of a Spider-Man villain with only one eye. Um, hmm. Nothing yeah, jumps out at me. Not right this second. No. Um, I guess we'll wait and see. But yeah, no, that, that that's definitely um, a Chekhovian gun if I've ever seen one. Yeah, right. I mean, there's going to be something coming out of that. Um, 
And anything else on the A story for you, Dan? Not really. I, I mean, other than just how fun I thought it was to kind of make fun of the, that it was a team-up and acknowledge that it was a team-up and then have that final splash page where it even throws the team-up title on the page, I thought was a yeah. lot of fun. You know, at least acknowledge it for what it is, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, and, and we still have to talk about the B story here, but I mean, my, my, my final grid is not going ref- it, to, it's going to be more of a reflection of a, of a progression in the series right now, but I mean, I, I should let it be known, this was a fun story. You know what I mean? Like, this was a fundamentally sound, fun story. Yeah. So, um, you know, and that's good. And it, and it's a good precursor to all the mayhem we're about to get starting next month when Spider-Verse goes into full swing. So, yeah. kudos to that. Um, B story, um, it's, it's, you know, like not to, not to take away, but... You know, I, I feel like we're starting to really repeat on these beats here with Moreland and his gang and his, you know, rampage through the multiverse. Um, thoughts from you, Dan? I mean, I thought there were some clever bits here. I mean, it's just basically a hit list is what you're seeing. Although Dan Slott does have a, like, have a way of upping the stakes here when you see what, you know, what he's willing to kill off and who he's willing to anger. Because um, I know that the internet lit on fire with the death of Spider-Man and his amazing friends, and honestly, yeah. I'm not particularly upset about that. But well, that's just patently absurd because it's like I mean, these are cartoon characters from the '80s. They they they're, they're, they don't have a life beyond you know what you watch on YouTube or or do they have DVDs of the show? I don't even know. Uh, yeah, there's DVDs. There are DVDs of. I, I know the sixty the sixty seven Spidey series is on DVD. I just didn't know if Amazing. Friends I think made so. It At out. least it's on like uh, Netflix. I think. Yeah, okay. Well, you know what? Point being, like these characters are are as dead as anything is dead in a totally fictionalized world. They still exist in your in your DVD player or on your computer or on your Netflix. So people who are complaining about it, like. I don't get it because this appearance is one more appearance than they were ever going to get. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, this is their one and only appearance in the comics, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it that like maybe these characters that you're nostalgic with get like killed off so unceremoniously. I get the um, sense that people, the people who get like raw love about this stuff are people who kind of like, I mean, you know, Dan Slott could sneeze and they're going to, they're going to think he's trolling them and they're riled up by it. I think that's what it boils down to. Yeah, I mean, just, I thought just it was to, funny. Yeah, I, I, that didn't upset. I will say, you know, kind of repeating this beat of like, you know, the the hit of the month or whatever. I mean, it we are starting to cheapen it, and 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 I actually, you know, not to jump into another book, but I was thinking this when I was reading uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine number five, which kind of kicks off Spider Verse in that book, and like, you know, again they're like killing all these characters off, and and not to not to cross um, uh, publishers here, but a part of me almost wonders if like. You know, it, it might be more effective for Spider Verse if they just go the Crisis of the Infinite Earths approach, which is just like you know, basically blink out a couple of like multiverses of people and then save like the on, you know the on panel deaths for like the really important characters. You know, like I feel like you know having you know Marvel, you know Spider Man sixteen oh two and Amazing Friends and and these different Exile Spider Man twenty ninety nine and all these different characters just like you know one after the other after the other after the other and all these books it's like you know we get it Moreland and his people are a threat 
So let's move on this. You know what I mean? Like let's 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 get into the story now. You know? Yeah. Even in uh, like Spider Man twenty ninety nine, you get this moment where Moreland like hesitates about coming into six one six because he's scared because he's been defeated there before. But didn't we see him in like six one six back in the initial Silk issue? Well, or, we just kind of saw him in a castle somewhere. I, I mean, guess. but like, so like, what was what happened when like, there's all these Spider Man in all these dimensions. What's special about another one appearing in six one six? I don't know. I need it spelled out a bit more, and I'd like to know that. I think more than I would like to see people get killed because I get it that they're a threat. Moreland has always been a threat since his initial arc, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, no, I mean. But that said, I liked all the jokiness about how sweet the universe yes. was and how it was they like a child's like confectionary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was clever. It definitely was. And um, then there was the blink and you miss it killing of the Spider-Man Unlimited TV show. Yeah, I missed yes. that because I, I don't think I ever watched that show. Oh, well, don't don't break your back doing so. It's pretty bad. Um, okay. That's I, the world where all of the characters are like animal hybrids. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, right, right, right. So that's, so that's what Spider-Cat was? Yes, that's what it was. Okay, I didn't realize that. I, I, I'm, I'm, per, I'm currently trying to work through that like MTV Spider-Man animated show, like the computer-generated one. Oh, good luck with that. My my wife got me those DVDs for my birthday, <laughs> so I was like, "This is this is strange." But 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 Doogie Howser's doing one of the voices. So it's written by Bendis too. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and it, and it, and it kind of like plays off the Sony movie verse, right? So they're so of course those characters won't be in this story, but um, I've heard mixed things about that. So anyway, <laughs> what do you think about uh, Billy Braddock? Yeah, I mean that's pretty cool. I mean, you know what's you got to also keep in mind that. Um, you know, Captain Britain, who's like kind of, you know, UK's not version of Spider-Man, but, you know, big superhero there. He made his first appearance in a Spider-Man comic in the U.S. in the in the 70s. So, I mean, you know, playing off some history there. But, yeah, it's cool to get a, another uh, international Spider-Man into it besides Spider-Man India or Spider-Man Japan. <laughs> now, this might, might be me being naive, but is there a history with the Captain Britain Corps? Like I said, I mean the only the only thing I know is that like he and Spidey like had this kind of big groundbreaking storyline in the Bronze Age. It was also the first appearance of Arcade. Hmm. Um, it was a Marvel team up issue during the Claremont Burn Run, um, and he, 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 the the they they send him over to Captain Britain over to the states, and he like ends up as like a, you know you know a, a dorm student in Peter's little crap apartment <laughs> and then they end up like fighting arcade together hmm. so if there's more to it than that i don't well, know I, I meant more like the captain britain core like the green lantern team up of multiverse of Cat- captain britons is that is that an established thing or is that made up here uh, that might be made up for here i yeah, don't know i thought that I'm was kind of a cool I, I, concept i'm not, I'm not going to speak to that yeah yeah I thought that was a funny, like, if it's making fun of Green Lantern, then great. Like, I thought that was kind of funny. (laughs) All these British people from different universes meeting up. Why not? There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dan. Well, what was your grade on this? I'm giving it a B minus. I thought it was an okay issue. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go C plus on this, Dan. Okay, great. We're not too far off. Well, let's move into some comments and emails. 
well, uh, as you all know, we really appreciate your comments and emails. Uh, if you're going to check us out, it's on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, leave us a review. Leave us a rating. Uh, we, we can only grow our audience by getting your feedback. Um, and in terms of emailing us, you can always get us at amazingspiretalk at gmail.com. Uh, but in terms of comments here, here's the first one from iTunes uh, titled, What a Great Spider-Man Fan Group, 5 Out of 5 by McFly1776, or should I say McFly? Uh, hello. Are you a <laughs> chicken? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, McFly writes, I had been out of collecting comic books for about 10 years after years of collecting Spider-Man books. I started reading about Superior Spider-Man storyline on the web and was intrigued and my collecting resumed. I have a job that requires me to travel quite a bit, and I've started this tradition of hitting up a local comic book shop store in every market I visit. In Chicago, I was at a store looking for back issues of Superior when on the speaker system, they were playing your podcast. What? I know, right? This this is insane to me. Uh, He continues, I thought it was great, and after some research, found you guys. Glad to have found a home to share my Spider-Man enthusiasm with you. Keep up the great work. Um, So I guess we... Uh, first thing we should say is whoever you are in Chicago who is playing our show, let us know who you are right in or, or something like, you know, tweet at us or whatever. I, I, I want to know who this person is. Yeah, this blows my mind. When I when I read this, I was like, what? Someone would put us on their speaker system? Um, I mean, <laughs> that, we, means they, that means they like your sound, Dan. <laughs> I think that's a resounding success for me. Um, although I have walked into a store in my hometown of Annapolis and heard them playing it. Um, but, I mean, that's not as shocking to me because obviously I'm a huge superstar in Annapolis, Maryland. Yeah, you're the man You're the man in Annapolis. We know yeah, that. Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, th- thanks, thanks, McFly, for uh, letting us know about that. Um, I hope you make it back from 1776 okay. Y- yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, the next one is from our friend Papa Jonah Pizza. He's writing in again uh, for our our first review on our new show. Mm -hmm. Keeps getting better. Five out of five. That's what he titled it. Uh, Hats off to Mark and Dan for their incredible output. This podcast keeps getting better as their recent listener request episode and regular amazing friend interviews attest. Their chat with the Spider-Gwen creators was awesome. Well, we agree with you, Papa Jonah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mark, uh... I don't know that you've gotten over the fact that we have Papa Jonah writing in yet. Well, you know, it's a thing, so you got to deal with it, Dan. That's yeah. that's what it boils down I'm to. I'm dealing with it. And he continues, interviews with big names, excellent production quality, an intelligent and enjoyable discussion. Hard to believe it's just two regular comic fans putting out a show of such quality. I joined the members club and I'm glad I did because I look forward to listening to this show just about as much as I look forward to reading my Spider-Man. And running a pizza place. <laughs> He's a member of our club, Mark. That means we can narrow down just who is Papa Jonah's Pizza. So you're one of three people? No, yeah. it's more than three people. No, this time it's being silly. No, thank you very much, Papa Jonah, and thank you for keeping the dream of Papa Jonah alive. Fact Channel is just a bump in the road. We know where things will eventually end. <laughs> well, Mark, so, what about our final review? Well, this one writes two Kingsleys of podcasting and one hobgoblin of a podcast. Well, this is, this. I mean, it's a hobgoblin reference, Dan, and I love that. Yeah, they're just um, playing this one right to you this time. Yeah, five out of five. Um, I'm now going to find out who they thought was going to be the hobgoblin and write a 
5,000 word essay on it. Uh, and it's from Two Birds Turtle. Uh, Two Birds writes, these two spider fans are always willing to share their knowledge with listeners without sounding arrogant or boring, so you might learn something. They are also great at giving reasoned criticism of current issues of comics. In short, they are not too hot or too cold, and they put their money where their mouth is so that Luke Cage doesn't have to. Yeah, I'm saving Luke Cage some work here. I wouldn't want to mess with Luke Cage. I mean, I saw how he like shook down Doctor Doom back in the day. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about, Dan? No, I don't. Oh, this is like one of the, like the most infamous like comic book panels from the 70s. It's like so like really awful. Um, it's basically spy, uh, Luke Cage going to Latveria to it's good, and he like goes up to Doctor Doom and it's like basically like I don't care who you are, you owe me money, man. Like, like <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> you don't want to see like a I've black man get. And, and, and he, I think he even says you don't want to see a black man get angry, and you're just like, oh no, <laughs> they went there. <laughs> oh my god! I, you know what? Now that you're saying that, that sounds really familiar. Yeah, you, you just 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 search out like Luke Cage, Doctor Doom, like panels, and it'll show up. I think I even like used it in a post once about like silly comic book panels. I think that might be where I've seen it from. There you go. Oh, uh, so, so two birds, turtle. Thank you for writing in and making a good Luke Cage reference. <laughs> well, let's <laughs> move on and talk about our donations for this week. Now is the time of the show where we thank all the wonderful people who have decided to donate some of their hard-earned money to the show and have opted to join the Friendly Neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club. This week, we would like to thank Niall Pitts and Chris Stokes for their very generous donations and congratulate them on becoming the newest members of our club. Yep. Each episode, we assign a member a number and randomly decide who gets what free digital comic from us. We have only one book to give away this week, and it's Learning to Crawl, number 1.5. And the code goes to Vince Perella. So congratulations, Vince. Yay, Vince. You win. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> Keep an eye on your email, and, uh, and you'll get that code in the mail. Yeah, and, and, and let me put in another pitch, Dan. If you'd like to become a member of the Friendly Neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club and help support our very long-winded name and, sh- uh, and show, please go to our sites and click on the giant buttons that reads – you know what it reads. It says Friendly Neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club. Am I, how many times do I have to say these words? One more time. Friendly Neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club. One more time. No. <laughs> You do it. I'll edit it in like you did. Friendly Neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club. There. I win. Let's Let's talk about – yeah, let's talk about Comic-Con and some news, Dan. Okay. 
Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches thieves just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Is he strong? Well, Dan, I was actually at New York Comic Con uh, a couple weekends ago, um, although I I, I was unable to be there for the big Spider-Man panel uh, where a lot of the news we're about to talk about came out. I did sit in on a Marvel 75th anniversary panel that talked about Spider-Man and Daredevil uh, that was attended by uh, Tom DeFalco, J.M. Demetrius, Mark Bagley, Jerry Conway, um, uh, Rick Leonardi, um, which was a lot of fun. Although it was kind of odd that there was a, a Marvel Cosmic one that preceded it um, that was kind of promoted under Guardians of the Galaxy that had some of the Cosmic guys on it. And that was like a packed room. And I stayed in I, – I went, I attended that and then I stayed in for the Spider-Man one and like half the audience left. And I'm like, are you kidding me? These are like some of the best Spider-Man creators ever and you're all leaving. What is this? That's <laughs> so weird. So, I know. Like, any like, uh, like fun kernels of wisdom that came out of there? Not really. I, 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 I do know that Anne Nucenti, who was there, I mean, she, she did do a Spider-Man story or two, if memory serves. But, I mean, I think she was there more to talk about Daredevil and her run in the 80s on that. Mm. Um, she she kept being – she could basically just kept saying, why are we here? <laughs> so um, so there you go. That's, that's um, so awkward. Um, and, and you know, and Tom DeFalco's like, it's the friendly neighborhood spider talk. Uh, no, not that's I'm saying what I'm thinking. It's it's the friendly neighborhood Marvel panel. That's why we're here. <laughs> so that's my Tom DeFalco invitation. The legendary. And I did yell out. Uh, I did yell out when they introduced him. Legendary. And no one reacted, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been hosting this panel. I also, I also, I, I, I was very excited that I got a, a, a smile and a glance from Andy Lanning during the uh, Cosmic panel when they were talking about who was like, because Jim Starlin was also there, and they were like, oh, you know, who, everyone was talking about Thanos, 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 and and they were like, well, who, who, what was the best Cosmic series from the seventies? And I said, Warlock, and like no one said anything, but Andy Lanning looks my way and smiled and agreed. I'm like, that's right. Show some damn respect to Warlock. Anyway. <laughs> Mark is uh is taking names. Uh you know, it was uh it was uh, yeah. <laughs> but um so let's let's kick things off. I mean this was actually not from the Spider Man panel, but um I think this is gonna be probably be more Avengers. This might actually tie into I think Secret the, they're gonna do Secret Wars again. Uh, next year, you know, from those fans of the original series from the 80s. But um, there was a teaser for Civil War in 2015. So what do you think this is about, Dan? Yeah, well, I got this email from uh, Marvel's PR uh, group, and they just emailed it to me, and the title of the email was Civil War Number 1. And I opened it up, and there's just this picture, and I'll put it in the podcast window, of Captain America and Iron Man from... You know, the 2000s, grabbing on to Iron Spider-Man, and uh, it said 2015 Civil War. Now, I, I don't know what to make of it. I put it up on the site, and, you know, my news editor, Zeke, just put a big question mark on it. Uh, because yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know much about this Secret Wars thing, and I don't think that they're going to be doing Civil War again. Because um, they've been doing all these promotions for like Planet Hulk and all these other events are getting – I don't know. Maybe they're going to run miniseries with these titles on them. I mean it said Civil War number one. 
what what I'm thinking we're going to get here, Dan, um, from my understanding, if, uh, the, the big event is going to be Secret Wars. And my understanding of what Secret Wars is going to be this time around is it's going to be all of these characters from different multiverses fighting each other. So we're going to have, and, and I mean, this is, this seems to be what Marvel's doing right now. They want the multiverse, you know, we're getting this with Spider-Verse and I think we're going to get this on a broader scale with secret wars. Yeah. And, and my guess is, I mean, the reason why we're getting all of these like classics, storylines teasers you know civil war planet hulk yeah uh, marvel zombies versus age of ultron i mean yeah. you know, all these things is i think you know this is going to be characters from different parallel earths interacting with each other so we might have you know iron spider spider-man although he's dead according to spider-verse right yeah uh, <laughs> well, at least that version of him's dead yeah, so this this is where the this is where this multiverse kills me. It's exactly which version. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, so that's that's where I think they're going with all this. I think this is probably going to be like a one shot that spins, or maybe it's a mini series, but that but but it's going to spin off the larger Secret Wars and like the original Secret Wars. It's going to run for an entire year, um, yeah. which is I I you know I mean that's I just thought s- it was interesting that they like. Like completely recreated the art style of the the the, uh, the the covers to the Civil War books, and you know slapped on a 2015. Like I literally looked at it for like half an hour and was like, "What is this? Is this a Photoshop job? Do I even post this?" You know, I I don't know. So I did because everybody else is running it. Yeah. I don't well, know. don't sweat it. Don't 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 stare at the abyss too long, John. Uh, yeah. Dan. Right. I mean, like. Imagine getting that email and just looking at that and being like, "What?" I think the bigger question is, you're on Marvel's email. I, I you know, you've 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 been a site for like not even a year, and and you're getting PR uh, solicitations, and I get jack squat. Well, I just that's get, what happens when you're proactive, Mark. Uh, I guess that's what it is. I I just I just get like you know things from like gaming sites wanting to promote on my page. You know, that's all I get. <laughs> yes. Well, well, let that let that be. Uh, a proclamation to you all that my site is receiving PR information from Marvel. You also do run news on your site, though, Dan. So yes, they're like, great, he can advertise for us. There you go, free advertisement. Anyway, you know. but but we are, speaking of free advertisement, we got some new book announcements. Uh, the first one is going to be a Silk ongoing from Robbie Thompson and Stacy Lee. Um, I don't Silk, Dan. What do you think? I mean, why not? I'm not that in love with the character. You know, I can't imagine a Silk title will last terribly long, but if it's really well written, maybe. Um, I, yeah, mean, I mean, I've scoffed at titles that seemed less likely to be huge successes like Superior Foes and you never right. know, right? Yeah, I mean, like, it, it does seem a little premature to go with a Silk series. And, you know, again, this is not a... This is not an indictment of the character. I just, I mean, you know, we just met Silk in what August. I mean, you know, it, it, it seems a little soon to be doing this. I don't know. I, 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 I think that there hasn't been enough of a groundswell. But then again, the next ongoing book we're going to talk about is a character that we literally just heard about, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But it just, you know, I, I, I just don't know if this was an organic groundswell for this character to have her own book but i have not really heard many people championing championing silk as her own book but you know what if marvel wants to give more female you know titles 
I've got nothing against that, but we've got Spider Gwen, Spider Woman, and Silk being birthed out of the Spider Man, you know, Spider Verse event here. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, the, it does beg the question: Can you know, will the market support all these books? And I, and I think, I think some of them are not going to survive, and, and probably, probably Silk is going to be the hardest sell, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, right. I would be surprised if Spider Woman and Silk both make it past like a dozen issues, really. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I could be, I could be wrong. You know, I don't want to prejudge it. If they're great books, I will happily pick them up. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely with with Silk. You know, I'll give it the two three issue sniff test that I usually give these kind of books. But I yeah. mean, I, I I definitely I'm not like all in on Silk. Yeah, I I mean, I I have been known to pick up books that I probably should not continue picking up. I don't really know why I'm still continuing to purchase all new Ultimates. Um, (laughs) Well, it's ending soon, right? Yeah, I feel like I'm like, you know what? I gotta bury this thing. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta heap dirt on it. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna like, there was a part of me that was gonna stick with Morbius. When that came out a couple of years ago, and I got through two issues, I was like, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> <laughs> that was that book was just a hot mess. Um, but um, but as you indicated, we're going to get a Spider Gwen ongoing, and it's going to be by Jason Latour and Robbie Rodriguez, friends of the podcast. And um, that's that'll, amazing. That'll news. be a wor- that'll be worth it just to get them back on the show. There you go. I did see Robbie at Comic Con, and he he sends his best. Um, he, uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, take Silk versus what we have with Spider Gwen here. Spider Gwen, this felt like an organic thing. I mean, you know, there's been we've been buzzing about this book forever. It finally came out. It, it it was worth the hype, and you know, there was just all this talk like ongoing, 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 and and it's it. This seems like an instance of Marvel listening to its fan base and 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 giving them what they want. Essentially, I mean, you know, even even keeping the creators on it. Because that was my other fear is would they um, put another batch of creators on it? Yeah, I was really worried that Robbie would get bumped uh, somewhere else because I, I felt like Jason kind of had an ownership over it um, in some way as a writer. Um, yeah. I feel like these artists sometimes come off as more replaceable, but I think Robbie is just as essential as Jason on this book. Yeah, definitely. And I think that came through when we interviewed them too. I mean, you know, yeah. in terms of where he fits into the process. So, so what do you think? Um, do you th- think that they knew when they, when we were interviewing them that this was going to happen or do you think this was a, a sudden surprise for them? I think they had indications. I don't know if it was official, but I think the ground saw was there. Yeah. I think they, and I think they, I think they understood that. I don't think we were going to get that exclusive Dan. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just um, throwing it out there. Yeah. Um, also at Comic Con that I said hi to, who's going to have a, a miniseries coming out in in the winter, is Jerry Conway. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited about this, and he is too. And, yeah. Although he told me I can't talk about it. I was just like, because I, I said, oh, I'm excited to hear you're on a, a mini a new miniseries. I can't talk about it. I'm like, I'm not going to ask you, Jerry. <laughs> just excited <laughs> to hear. <laughs> Looks like we can get Jerry back on the show, though, maybe. Yeah, well, you know, there's another repeat guest. Uh, I think I think if we can keep people repeating as guests, we might have a guest, you know, plenty of guests. We just what are we going to do about the bumpers, Dan? All those superior spider talk bumpers. 
Well, I actually have an idea about that, and I will I will reveal that soon. Oh, okay. Oh, oh I see. Okay. Maybe even at the beginning of this episode. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, uh, scratch what I just said. Uh, um, so, I want to talk about something. Okay. Can Can we talk about Spider Man Unlimited, the the video game? You can, because I haven't played it. Well, Mark, I'm encouraging you to play it so that I can whoop your butt in it. Spider-Man okay. Unlimited is a like uh, an in- infinite runner game on the iPhone and Android, I imagine. I'm, I'm playing it on the iPhone, and it was released, I guess, about a month ago. And, man, I have become a fast addict to this thing. Um, my life is basically made up of the moments between playing Spider-Man Unlimited, um, which I think I have a problem, um, but it's it's a really fun game where you're just running endlessly as Spider-Man or swinging endlessly and dodging all kinds of pratfalls and so on and defeating bosses, and um, it kind of ties into the Spider-Verse thing. It's like all the different Spider-Man teaming up across the universes to... Um, battle all these different villains. And let me tell you what, the creators of this game know their Spider-Man stuff. There are some really obscure references here. Mark, do you know who Lobster Man is? No. Who is Lobster Man? Lobster Man is a uh, character from the uh, JMS run. He was a movie character that uh, MJ was acting in the movie of Lobster Man. Um, and it was a dude in a lo- giant lobster costume. Well, guess who makes an appearance in this video game? Lobster, lobster man. man. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, so they have really dug deep, and uh, I can't recommend this game enough. Uh, and uh, they're uh, uh, releasing issue four. There's like all these different like I guess chapters of levels, and uh, issue four is the Sandman one, and that's coming out soon. And uh, I'm really excited about it. Um, Mark, I need you to jump into this so that my score can can go up against yours. Um, All right, I, I, I will. I will download it and see what I can do on this game. Awesome, awesome. All right, so from comics to video games to movies, I guess the last bit of info we should share is there was, um, you know, we, and we've seen this rumor before, but this one seemed to be a little more substantiated. I think Hollywood Reporter kind of, uh, you know talked about it a little bit too which makes it a little more substantial um you know it sounds like sony and marvel are in uh talks again to see what they can be what can be done about getting spider-man into the marvel cinematic universe um you know the fact that we're getting you know we, we talked about civil war at the start of this segment uh and the fact that you know they just announced that iron man is going to be in captain america 3 and they're going to do an act adaptation of civil war uh now that's gonna be 2015 i don't know if marvel and and sony can swing a deal by then uh, not 2015 by 2016 even still i don't know if they're gonna be able to swing a deal by then but um you know certainly spider-man plays a big role in the civil war storyline in the comics so there, there there would be an opening there um but dad i mean you know i personally i i, I think getting any getting Spider-Man away from Sony in any degree is a good thing at this point, right? Well, Mark, like I've said in the past, I live about two blocks away from Sony Picture Studios, so this is probably a result of me walking over there and telling them what to do with Spider-Man. Yeah, that's it's all about you, man. Yeah, it it's- absolutely was. No, actually, I mean, I obviously didn't do that, but um, yeah, I think this is a, a positive for. Uh, 
for Marvel, I mean, maybe Sony can, like, learn something from this. But there's all these talks now of, like, possibly recasting uh, Andrew Garfield in the role and canceling the Venom Carnage movie and then using Sinister Six as a soft reboot of the series. Really, it just seems like, at least from these reports, that everything seems to be up in the air about the future of the Spider-Man series. And... You know, as time goes on, I I sour more and more to my feelings about that series. So I actually honestly not even sure how I feel about Spider-Man showing up in the Civil War storyline because it's not like the Spider-Man that I know and love. Yeah. As weird as that sounds, like what makes that character interesting in that storyline is that he's had decades of being the one character whose identity isn't known known to the public – and I don't really know that the gravitas could be brought to a character that's been so mishandled. But, I mean, I'm open to anything. It wouldn't sour me on the character, you know? Well, I don't I, – again, I don't think that they're going to be able to swing anything in time for Captain America 3 anyway. That yeah. I mean, like, you know, I mean, if they're just annou- announcing Downey for that film now, I mean, like, you know, that, that's to indicate that they're, they're going to need – hammer something out pretty quickly so i mean you know maybe maybe he shows up as a you know as a mid-credit teaser or something but i i don't see it any more than that i mean i think you know i think inevitably there's there's going to be some kind of spider-man joins the avengers movie which is what you know has kind of been like the ultimate goal forever anyway so um you know brian michael bendis Write stories that people want to make movies of. I think that's what it boils down to, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, although Civil War is Mark Millar. Um, no, I know, I know. But I'm saying in terms of Spider-Man and Avengers, you know, oh, like sure, sure. I um, this might sound apro- apocryphal because um, I know that nobody wants another Spider-Man origin story reboot. But yeah. honestly, like if Marvel could get a hold of Spider-Man, I would not mind watching them reboot the character correctly. Uh, but I know that nobody wants to see that movie. <laughs> Maybe they can do Ultimate Six. Yeah, that would be really fun. That's a you great storyline. Although that you means know. they need to introduce all those villains. and Maybe that's what Sinister Six is meant to be. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, just, just putting that out there. So, yeah. anyway... So for all you, so we will wait and see on this and see if this is just another rumor that goes nowhere. But interesting news, all the same. Both of us have huge new additions to our collections, so yeah, I think you should go first, Dan, because you know your your announcement's pretty big. I, I you know I don't know if it's as big as mine, but it's big. <laughs> I don't I don't know I don't know what you're talking about. Yours seems bigger than mine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you should go first because oh. you know <laughs> you oh, know okay, like let's, okay, let's, well. you know let's <laughs> let's start with the appetizer and then then and then get to the twelve course meal here. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, well, you know it's funny because actually I don't think I've really announced this on my site yet. 
Uh, so people listening to the show, unless you're friends with me on Facebook, don't know this, but I was um, at the Long Beach Comic Con the other weekend, and um, after much deliberation and 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 straining of my heart, I put down the change and I bought myself an Amazing Spider-Man number one. Ah, oh, that is. Amazing. Congratulations, Dan. Thanks, man. You know, and you went through this too, except yours was recorded for television, so it was probably <laughs> a little more high stress in the moment. But like, It was weirder. I'll put it to you like that. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely want to like um, make sure I make a point of this. I definitely wandered around the lobby of Long Beach Comic Con for over an hour with my girlfriend – talking about whether or not I wanted to spend this kind of money on this thing. Because when it comes down to it, it's just paper, you know, of a story I've read hundreds of times. Uh, do I want to put down the amount of change? And I'm not going to say how much it was. Except yeah. that it was, it was a, a substantial than, amount of money for someone who's in grad school. More than you've probably ever spent on a comic, right? Definitely. Uh, by, yeah. a, by a, like, long shot. Uh, Good. Yeah, um, but it, I'm I'm waiting for it back from the CGC right now, and I feel pretty good about it. It's nice looking. I'll put a picture in the in the uh, podcast feed so you can uh, take a look at my purchase. But it was a wonderful experience. So I went into the store, and um, you know the guy was haggling with me, and I, the guy has a crazy story about all of his comics. But um, when I bought it, he like held it aloft over his head like Excalibur. Like yeah. to basically signify to everybody that I was making the purchase and everyone congratulated me. It was – you know what? He made it – made me feel better about laying down that amount of cash, um, which none of you, if you're following us in our chase, because a number of you have written to us saying that you're going to start doing this too, do not take this amount of money lightly uh, because we're not taking it lightly. Mark and I have been collecting for over 20 years now. Uh, is that – a correct characterization yes. mark yeah i i would agree i mean you know like you know i have a wife i have a kid you you, you have a girlfriend you have grad school uh you know these are decisions that are not made lightly they're not made in isolation and you know like you know the generally unless you know unless you have very special circumstances you know decisions like this affect other people so you got to be cognizant of that <laughs> I, I will say that um my i would not have been able to make this purchase without my girlfriend um for a number of reasons one she encouraged me to do it like she's like you just need to do it right now and i don't know that i would have on my own because i'm just so nervous about spending that kind of money um but two um, it was just enough money that – and I called the bank uh, to expand the amount of money that I could get out that day. But I went – she had to go to every single ATM in a several block radius to get the amount of money out that I needed for it um, uh, to, to pay for it. Um, and each ATM would only allow me to remove $400. So I pulled <laughs> – Every single amount of money that I could from the ATMs, and I needed $10 more. And without her $10, I wouldn't have been able to make that purchase. You have, bad luck with, you have bad luck with ATMs at comic book shows, Dan. I really do. <laughs> I, Mark is referring to a, another time that we were in, at Connecticut Comic Con together, and I had this trouble. Um, so without her, uh, it would not have happened. So um, that was you know, kind of a nice part of the story, I guess. 
But um, you know what? We're burying the lead here, Mark. Uh, why, why don't you tell us about your uh, purchase? Well, you know, I, 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 got, I didn't get an issue one. I, I, I got an Amazing Spider-Man number three, the first Doc Ock. But, um, but wait, hold on. That is the last issue of Amazing Spider-Man that I was missing to complete my run. So chasing amazing, the chase is now over. Congratulations, Mark. I mean Thank that you. as sincerely as possible because that's awesome. Thank you, Dan. And and we could talk about the annuals later. But <laughs> <laughs> we were going to get to that. Yeah, well, you know, no, and, and and even when I made the posts, you know, you, you, I mean, I think you might have said something jokingly, but there were a couple of people like, all right, now get to those annuals. <laughs> like enough of this, enough of this BS. <laughs> um, um, I actually got just to sidetrack. I got a, a tweet from somebody the other day and they're like, oh, I, I just picked up annuals. 14 18 and 20 or something are you jealous chasing amazing and i was like well no i own those they're like i thought you don't own the annuals i said no i don't own all the annuals i own a substantial amount of the annuals i'm missing like the first four and then a couple in the middle but um so so don't go go get all you know cock of the walk with me about your annual purchasing people (laughs) (laughs) um but um yeah, no. This this was this was kind of phenomenal, and and you know, Dan, you 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 are a part of my story here because um, while you were in Long Beach Comic Con, you know, I kept joking with you. I'm like, look for an issue three for me because you know that's the last one, and um, I think it was like that Monday I got uh, a Facebook message from you, but it was blank, and it was like it. it, it and I was just like, what, what, what were you trying to tell me, Dan? Like, oh, someone's got issue three. And I'm like, what, who, what, who, what? And you, and you told me, you told me what they were selling it for. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Cause that was like, it, w- it wasn't just in my price range. It was below, it was, yeah. you know, lower than what I expected to pay I almost for it. bought several of those because they're in better, in, they're in better condition than the ones I own and cheaper than I paid for them. Yeah. I mean, this was, this was a collect. And, you know, I I reached out to him once I got his information and, you know, I was very touched by the fact, I mean, he he basically said, you know, the fact that it's going to a collector, someone who's specifically going after these issues, uh, I feel comfortable making this deal with you. I guess he was getting inquiries, but they were from dealers. Probably they were going to flip it. Um, so he didn't want to see that happen and, and he prioritized selling it to me, uh, kind of playing to the point we made earlier about, uh, responsibilities. Um, I texted my wife immediately and, um, she didn't respond because I was at work. Um, she didn't respond. And then I texted again and again and again. I'm like, you got to pick this phone, get your phone. So eventually I called after like 20 minutes. I was like, ah, this is three. And she was like, just buy it. You got it. You got to do it. I'm like, hey, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, just get this headache of mine over with. <laughs> well, you know, we, we did have a conversation. I was like, we never have to go through this again. <laughs> she's like, you're right. We don't. Cause she's already told me no new hobbies. Um, <laughs> she's told me that many times, but, um, I'm very excited, very elated. I, I, Writing that post that went up on Chase and Amazing was one of the most surreal experiences of my life. And even now, a couple of weeks removed from writing it, 
I still don't know if the full magnitude of this is, has um, sunk in. Um, so if I still sound rather casual and nonchalant about it, that's why. Um, but yeah, I mean, I bought my first comic, Spider-Man comic, 27 years ago. Um, it was issue 296. It was a Doc Ock story, which is kind of funny too. Uh, I bored Alex Saviak about with my story at Comic-Con because he he illustrated that first issue. And, and we had talked and for Spider Talk last year and... Um, you know, I told him, oh, you illustrated my first issue and I'm trying to collect every one. And when I reintroduced myself to him this year, we were just chatting and I was like, oh, and he's like, oh, I remember you. He's like, how's your chase going? I said, well, I got the last issue. And he was like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> so Alex Saviak and me bonded over that. So <laughs> um, there you go. There you go. Um, which is pretty cool. Um, so. Yeah, but Dan, thank you. Thank you. I mean, you know, thank you, first of all, for pointing the comic out, but also thanks for just being supportive and, you know, and all that fun stuff. I mean, and thanks to all the listeners out there, too. I mean, you you were all been cheering me on and kind of, you know, making me want to keep doing this. Um, and it, it means a lot that that my little chase for comics is, you know, inspired or at the very least is just interested some of you because you know to me it's like it's me and my collection why does that matter but it's cool to know that what we do dan matters to some people and that's really amazing well i mean you know i i know i've expressed this to you before but like i don't think that my site and this obviously not this podcast wouldn't have happened without me reading your website you know seeing someone actually writing about comics in a way that i find respectable like made me want to do that as well and i you know and we've talked about it before me bugging you for several months about maybe doing a a show uh and you know now here we are weirdly enough so yeah i i'm very happy that i get to share a personal relationship with you as you finish this up because i have been reading you like kind of silently since like very shortly after you started the blog so um and now I only have two issues to go. So, you know, I'll be sharing that story with you uh, very shortly. And I, I kind of wish that I had been writing about my chase. But, you know what, I'll probably put up a big post on my site when I finish it up. And yours are issues five and eight, right? Uh, issues five and eight, yep. Those are the All ones. Right. So uh, you, you should be able to track those down. Those are like, I mean, within the first ten, I think those are the only two that don't have – first appearances all that in seven seven doesn't have a first appearance in it yeah no i mean it's like his first fight with doc ock you know but yeah no you're right they are totally track downable um but i kind of every issue that i've bought i bought in person so i kind of feel like i'd like to buy them in person and so i'm headed to kamikaze in uh la in a couple weeks over the halloween weekend and i'm hoping that maybe there i'll find a good deal and be able to cinch this whole thing. Um, well, Dan, Godspeed to you. I hope, I hope you get it. That's for certain. Any um, final reflections on – well, not final, but any reflections <laughs> on uh, – I'm murdering you after this show. <laughs> I will never talk about comics again. <laughs> <laughs> um, any like, like you know, last reflections on, on your chase, um, tips that you've accumulated or, or, or thoughts you've had now that it's really done? <sighs> I mean, was it like worth said, it? <laughs> it, it? There's, you know, so when I, I didn't do this in person. I obviously, I did this over online and, and I got the package in my mail. And, and, and um, when I was opening up the envelope, um, 
my wife was taping me on the or taping uh recording me on the iphone and after it was done it was like my only reaction when i when i had that comic in my hand it was just kind of like almost like a sigh of relief dan like it's just like it's just like this has been this has been a lot you know like it it, it really is and you know again playing to that point about you know don't do this thinking it's going to be a cakewalk. I mean, like, unless you just have no responsibilities, you know, like this was you know, a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of energy. And, and to finally have this was as exhilarating as it was, it was also relieving. Uh, like, this is it, you know, like, I don't have to like, you know, have to deal with the disappointment. And, you know, this is not my budget or, you know, like, Oh, I found this, but then someone bought it before I could, or, or you know, I got this, but I'm not happy with it, you know, or um, it, which happens with these purchases. I mean, you know, like, um, but so I think that's the excitement of it too. Is like, even if it's mixed emotions and like hesitation, like the one, I, the hesitation I had before getting issue one, like now that I have it, like that actually, like that hesitation means a lot more to me because I get to ask like. What what is the value of this to me? And it makes me question that. And every time I I question that, I I think about like, you know, the people I've met on the way and the friendships I've formed and the experiences that I've had. And I go, yes, okay, this is why I'm buying this. So it's kind of almost like a a reassurance too. Um, yeah. I just I just wanted to kind of put out there I wasn't like that kid with the N64 on YouTube who like loses his damn mind. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, and I think there were some people who thought I was going to. Like, you know, my wife, I don't think she actually expected that. But like, you know, like when I started telling people like, oh, my God, you must have just been like screaming and like jumping around. I'm like, well, no, it's not. It's more complicated than that. It really is. I mean, um, I jumped I around to- about the amazing Spider-Man number one. I will admit I was kind of on a cloud. I actually felt sick after I bought a Spider-Man number one. <laughs> but part of that was because, as you mentioned, I had TV cameras in my face, and it was probably one of the most stressful experiences of my life to have something like that so personal be captured on, you know, potentially for an audience. Granted, it never aired, but... Um, you need to get the raw footage of that. Oh, God. But I, I just remember... You know, my wife and I afterwards, we went... There was a Thai restaurant near the store... And um, I'm just sitting there and like my stomach was literally in stitches from the experience. It was just like I was like, why am I eating? Like I, I, why I, am I, I eating I, this hot food. Yeah, like this is this is ridiculous. <laughs> like what am I doing? <laughs> like it, 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 I almost felt like like I had been on a boat and was seasick. Like that's what that experience was. I was extraordinarily happy, but it was just like to you know to I guess put your body through that level of stress. Um, you know. They also at the store made fun of the fact I had my hands on the counter and when I took it away there was like a puddle of sweat where my hands were. <laughs> <laughs> of course you can find all of our new Amazing Spider Talk and old Superior Spider Talk podcasts at superiorspidertalk.com or find us on iTunes and Stitcher by searching for Amazing Spider Talk. And if you do, please make sure to leave us a rating and a comment and let us know how we're doing and we'll be sure to read it on the air as we did today. Of course, we didn't have any uh, emails this week, but if you have any opinions on these comics we discussed or any questions, make sure to email them to us at amazingspidertalk at gmail.com, and we'll address and read them on the air. 
Yeah. Also, please be sure to check out both of our Facebook pages at facebook.com slash superior spider talk and facebook.com slash chasing amazing. These are great places to keep up with us in between shows as we put up articles that we've written and other breaking news about the Spider-Man universe. It's also uh, we also put up our contact information so you can get in touch with us. And also, don't forget to check out our friendly neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club that helps support our show. Well, Dan, owner of Issue 1, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on the internet uh, through my Twitter handle, at Dan Gavazdin, or my Spider-Man Twitter handle, at SupSpiderTalk, or my uh, Spider-Man website, SuperiorSpiderTalk.com, as we're gearing up for Spider-Verse. We have tons of articles being released on the site reviews and all that stuff and you can read my movie reviews at grindmyreels.com where I have a review of Gone Girl Nightcrawler um, and, and Whiplash going live this week. What about you Mark? Where can we find you on the internet? Uh, well you can find me at my home base www.chasingamazingblog.com where even though the chase is over we're still publishing uh, <laughs> I'm talking about new comics and I'll still be reflecting on the old uh, you can find me on Twitter at ChasingASMblog. Uh, you can find some of my uh, other comic book writing at comicbook.com and gimmick or gimmick or good. A comic should be good. And I also, uh, not not to be uh, cheating on you, Dan, but I made an appearance on the Nerd of Mouth podcast. Uh, this is my second appearance on the show uh, to talk about uh, the, the, the chase and the recent completion of it. Uh, that's with um, Mike Lawrence and Jake Young. They're two comedians. So check that out. Download that on iTunes. And uh, and listen to me babble some more about comics. How could you, Mark? How could I know. you? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Dan, I mean, you know, we we talked a lot about responsibility today, and you know, I think this is a very fitting um, closure to this show, which is that um, not only just with great podcasts, but with great comic book collections, <laughs> there must also come great responsibility. <laughs>